Welcome to the podcast season three. We are back and in this first episode we're going to have a general chat and a Q&A. And a birthday song. But yes, it is Andy's birthday. He has reached the ripe young age of 40. I thought it was 21. 21. Well, yes. 40 is the new 20. Yeah. the new 21. Yeah. <laughs> And you're looking very smooth and well-shaven. Yeah, 21. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy yes. birthday, Andy. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, it's, 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 as I said with the Instagram, where does time go? The last, like, you know, the last 20 years have gone pretty quick. So, <laughs> I'm like... it now slows down. Like, a, yeah, because yeah, I'm at, you know, I don't blink until I'm 80. <laughs> <laughs> And you're still pulling weight, so exactly. it's so good. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, it's weird because you know, 40 is probably 50% of your life gone. Half your life gone, but half your yeah. life ahead. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Behind, so and, like, and, the, and you're healthy. Yeah, and, and I guess it depends on um, what you've been doing the past 40 years, so you're you're good for the next 40 a good healthy 40 80, 80 knees but I'll, I'll survive yeah, yeah. You, you might be a bit more bionic in the next 40 years I know yeah you <laughs> robotic joints would be great I would go for those <laughs> well yeah. when you're 18 we're still podcasting here we will reminisce yeah on this, on 40 years ago yeah well you're you're still in the UK and are you still training how's all that going yeah no I'm training yeah I'm training a lot Shedded Fitness, which is a, a cool little, you know, gym and industrial state near where my parents live. So down there, have some, you know, some decent, decent bodybuilders train there and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that that's cool. Well, we're we're still training at home here. Gyms mostly have opened, but we're we're spoiled. We don't like to go, try far yeah. now. I've only gone because I had a few PTs outside. Close to the gym, so I said, "Let me see how the gym is." But yeah, it's um, not as packed as you'd expect. Uh, but it was good. It was uh, it was nice using cables after a long time and uh, some machines. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't as bad as I expected. Yeah. You know what I like in the gym? Yeah. The hip thrust machine. Well, yeah, I can play load the hip thrust. Because the thing I hate about hip thrust is getting it ready. Yeah, the setup. Loading the bar, <laughs> trying to get yourself under it. The bench. The bench. <laughs> the bench isn't too rocky. And, you know. Yeah, I used the Smith machine when I did it, and it, it worked well. Yeah, it was no, the Smith is good. Um, yeah, some, it depends on the Smith machine because some don't have the clearance at bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the one. Because yeah. it doesn't go away from you, you've got to elevate yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, the setup you used to do at FitRev was very elaborate. Oh, geez, that yeah, was. You needed an engineering degree for that one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's nice to have you know, access to lots of plates and yeah. you know, leg press and. But it's. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny how there's not a single gym here that has a hip thrust machine. Nope. That just. Oh, no. Well, there's quite a few in the UK. Yeah. Like a lot of gyms I've gone to in the UK have them. Because even the, the adductor and the adductor machine, is, it's not as common as you may think. No, so no they're quite important. I think the problem with those machines, adductors and adductors, over the years people decided they were women's machines. Yep. And yeah, not all gyms bothered with them, you know. 
Uh, actually, quite the opposite. I think guys' legs look funny without good induction. With that, yeah. The table front on. Um. Well, so you you sound like you've been eating your your <laughs> your way through your your birthday uh, weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm in a gaming phase yeah. now, so it's all game. Yeah, it's like a like a refit. No tracking, no That's perfect. No, it's okay, it's a weekend off tracking just mm. to get a birthday. Yeah, enjoy exactly, it. Just yeah. enjoy it. You're not gonna do endless cardio now, okay? Just enjoy it. Yeah, you don't don't go and start doing two hours of cardio full of cake. <laughs> yeah, try and run it off. Yeah. Running, if I try to run it off I have to spend that whole week on cardio. Yep. <laughs> I know, because I think, yeah, if you probably calculated how much you ate and how much cardio you had to do to burn that off, yeah, that would be a lot. Be yeah, not, yeah, not enough time. Yeah. Which is a mistake most people do. Yeah, so. yeah you can't run off. Enjoy. You can't run off your diet. You just got to adjust your diet over mm-hmm. the rest of the weeks to compensate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I've got one more week of the bulk. Only one more. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> <sighs> What's the planning plan though? Are you guys gonna. No, it's have you got a, sort of a, a window you want to do it in, or is it literally till you feel lean enough to rebound? I'm gonna go for, f- I think, four months, four or five months, and then see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Within that. It's just nice. So take, you up to, take you up to Christmas. Yeah, and then, and then uh, yeah, maybe do a little diet. Well, I will do lots of diet breaks, but that's always a good time to. To do one, yeah, yeah, she's alone. I'll, um, I decided to continue the box, so just get my head in it. I'm taking a two weeks break, taking my food volume down, just yeah, taking break off training, and just like I was feeling a bit fatigued physically, mentally. So I'm taking like a two week break and then go into like a maintenance phase for a few weeks and then get back up. Uh, to the bulk. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, I don't but know. You see how it looks pretty. Yeah. Pretty yeah, I feel like I've, I'm in a good place and when I keep pushing it, it just it feels harder and, um, you know, the like the nausea gets worse. I'm starting to think there's something wrong and because um, she was, uh, Cleo was telling me about a podcast with the Revive Stronger guy, Steve Hall. And when he was doing his bulk, seems like the same thing where your body is just rejecting the bulk. So like I don't want to be here. Yeah, so yeah. going to take a break, maintenance, and then see how I feel, and then get back up. So makes sense. Yeah, till oh. December. You you could not pay me to carry on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's hard to consume lots of food and. Yeah, it is. Well, this is seeing the hard work paying off. Like, in the early days of what you see it. Yeah. And you get further, it's just like... Exactly. Well, it's so bad that I, I'm just so grateful that I wear fitness clothes because I tried to put my jeans on yesterday, which was a big mistake. <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> so I'm sure none, no, no more clothes fit. But... Uh, uh, fitness how clothes. How much fitness? Yeah, as you... Leggings. Oh, yeah, as goodness. you go along, it's like, so... What has increased? It's like nothing yet, huh? Okay, maybe it's just the weight. It just gets harder and harder to see. Yeah, you just don't see a progress so much because yeah, yeah. As so, the lines fill out, 
But yeah, I, I got your pain because I just woke up on some trousers this morning to go out in and, and then all the tight around the legs, the upper legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the problem. It just doesn't get over the thighs. You're like, I'm sure once you're up, you would fit. You have but... to practice sitting down a couple of times before you leave just to make okay. sure. Yeah, but jeans are so unforgiving. I think I'm going to... I'm never going to buy normal ones again. I'll have to go for stretchy. I, I, uh, I got some jeans that I wear because I struggle by jeans because I have a small waist and bigger legs. Mm. But I just put up to Cuba um, from UK Pro Muscle like about a year ago. I said, because you know, he was recommending, you know, he recommends Alexander jeans. So I bought a couple of pairs. Of, I've got about four pairs of those now. And they have like stretchy. Oh, nice. Yeah, they have stretch over legs. So although we're like skinny jeans, yeah. the bodybuilders, yeah. you know, just stretch over your legs. What, what's so that I, company? I have a 30 inch or 28 inch waist jean and I stretch over my legs. So it's like, oh, good. They're um, called Alexander. They're like... Alexander jeans, yeah. And they're not massive, expensive either, so it's not so bad. Yeah, that's uh, someone needs to start making them here too. Yeah, because yeah, I'm there's sure there's material and manpower, yeah. Would be a good idea, a good business idea. Yeah, I think so. Well, talking of the whole sort of bulking thing, I was reading a good post on Instagram by Byerlane, and it just really stuck with me. He was saying how, you know, he he's lost now, I think, twenty five pounds or something, and yeah, the stuck. sales on on their app, their their carbon diet app, have just skyrocketed. They like uh, I was, and it, it is it is such a problem I think in the fitness industry how that rather than your knowledge you know as we always complain about sort of determines if people are going to buy your product or, um, or or just you know think you're knowledgeable because if you're like say I'm looking like this now people will be like oh well you know what do you know about losing weight how can you help me kind of thing and it's I think that's really frustrating um, yeah I think, and I saw, I saw his post, and it's, it's an interesting one because people are very visual, like you know, and people buy off things like social media platforms, yeah, and that's a very visual market. But the reality is, just because someone looks ripped and has abs doesn't mean we know anything. Um, and knowledge is a whole different thing, and, and I agree that you know the most knowledgeable people, but. Here's the thing, you look at some of the top coaches in the world. They don't necessarily look amazing, like, you know, your Haney Rambods. Yeah. You know, yeah. Chris, yeah. You know, all these guys, you know, yeah, Chris, you know, has competed a little bit faster. Like, what's his name? Um, Neil Yoda Hill. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, he doesn't look like he Flex Lewis. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> Yeah. You know, Until so you if see someone, his you know, top bodybuilders can trust guys that don't look as good as them, then there's not, you know, it shows you, like, the top guys in the profession know it's about knowledge. Yeah, true. How they communicate that to the sort of general population. Yeah, yeah. Right. well, it's, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean it, we all fall into it, because, I mean, we're going to, like, well, I'll, I'll be cutting soon. At the end of it, probably do a photo shoot for the website, because... You know, if you are sort of, you know, if you do have a website or some kind of product, you generally will have a picture of you looking a little bit um, sort of leaner or shredded. And it's it's just, it's such a double-edged sword, isn't it? And Yeah, it is. Um, and I think people, you know, people's buying habits are a little bit wrong. 
because you always say, you know, if you're looking for a coach, don't look at them for how they look, maybe for their personality, yeah. but have a look at their client transformations. Yeah, what they've done. Because yeah. that's the actual, that's the actual evidence. Because at the end of the day, you know, people can, you know. Um, you know, a lot of coaches have their own coaches. Yes, so exactly. not they're not even training themselves. So how they look isn't specific, and you know, and I think a couple of people discussed it at the time. Like, you know, I think Morwag has um, who else? I saw on the opposite side of the coin, though. Neil Andrews, who's won Mr. Wells loads of times with Napa. Yeah, they're the opposite, saying. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna be a personal trainer and train people and coach people, you should look good. But that yeah. suits him because, yeah, you know, he's a pretty lean bodybuilder most of the year. You know, but does that you know mean he knows more than another coach? You know, and for the general population, maybe for bodybuilding, you might. Yeah. But for for members of the general population, you know. Not necessarily. That's why I think people need to be a bit more critical of how they buy a coach. You know, if you're going to spend money, find a coach who, if you, you're you just a general population person, find a coach that's got lots of client transformations for people of general population, no necessarily competing, all that stuff. Because, that's, you know, you've got to look at your own demographic and who's the best coach for your demographic and, and go with that. I think people don't do that. I think people get caught up in, oh, that person's shredded. Yeah. I'm going to buy their plan. Yeah, it's a bit like you guys follow the Kyrie Green plan. Oh, yeah. That was Leon. I just followed him. You, you, yeah. No, I'm a Kai. I didn't want to look like Kai. No, but uh, it's because... <laughs> no, it's true. It's, no, I'm I don't just, know uh, any better. Like a Kai fan and you're like, oh, you know, maybe... Like, yeah, let me try this. And man, after two weeks, you're like, nah. And it's probably not even his plan. It's like, you know... Yeah, true, thing. true, true. A lot of people realise he's Insta models and stuff. Probably have someone else writing this. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. plan was... Something to sell it. Yeah, that was, uh, like... I'm a fan, and that, that I was disappointed a bit. I was like, that that programming is is not it's terrible. It's not gen pop, and even if you're a competing athlete, man, that is is like too much. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> it was just volume on volume on intensity on volume, and it, it wasn't uh, like gen pop. If that's a program you start with, yeah, it, yeah, you <laughs> you'll not survive long. I know, so. but it's just sad that yeah, big. Big names and figures like that just yeah you really you know, don't put out a message for gem pop people being like no you don't need to do this bro you be doing your full body but yeah none of that's very yeah. sexy yeah it's a it's become too much of a business in a way it's all about the the profits yeah and I don't I don't think that will change soon because Andy like you say we are visual mm-hmm. and you yeah. just see something you want to look like you're like well my genetics might never let me get there but I want to look like them. They must know what they're doing. Uh... Exactly. Exactly. And then people don't realise how much, you know, other factors play a role. In, it's not just that training program or diet, you know. And this is the thing. This is why so many people get conned into buying celebrity mm-hmm. diet plans. Because there's one thing being someone's fan, trying to look like them but then for buying from them because you got you know you got to be, you some common sense that 
not, you know, most, a lot of famous people aren't, one, aren't personal trainers, two, aren't going to sit there and write yep. <laughs> a training diet book, mm. you know, so it's just some, some coach doing it, so it could work, it may not work, you know, you, but you've got no visibility on who wrote it, so, yeah. so I think with, you know, results speak for themselves, and it's nice to you know, to be ripped all year round, but the reality is if you want to build muscle, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put on weight at some point. Yeah, and like I'm the whole sort of twelve week transformation, eight week transformation thing, like I, I do I do understand it, but I think it does give some people the wrong idea. And you, you see all these transformations. I mean we do twelve week programmes, but it's you know, it's sometimes it can take 12 weeks just for someone to get good habits. And it, again, in reality, it can it can be sort of more like 12 months to get you to your goal. Um, and so, I mean, some people, it works, yes. You know, they've got, like, you can achieve a lot in three months. Um, yeah. But I do think for a lot of people, you know, it's a false sort of expectation. You know, you see all these the sort of end result of a 12-week sort of shred and, and they're yeah. sort of thinking, oh, well, you know, 12 weeks, I can get there. But, you know, the first sort of six weeks, you've just been trying to figure out, you know, where their maintenance is even at. Um, so I, I do I do struggle a little bit with, with those. And, um, yeah, I think with a 12-week change, I think, like, truly is kind of building the foundation there's a difference between, it depends who your target audience are. Mm. Like now, 12 weeks of someone who's already trained, you'll see amazing results because you, know, you don't have to meet, you don't have to teach them everything. Yeah, true. But to someone who comes to you clinically obese, bad habits, bad eating habits, never trained in a gym yet, and they say, I'm going to join a gym, I want to do your 12 week program. Well, we're going to lose weight, mm-hmm. and we're going to see that, and, and the transformation may be pretty good, but as you said, that's just going to be on putting the core foundations in place. You know, they're not going to end up after 12 weeks with a six-pack, because it's just unrealistic, but mm-hmm. they may have lost 50 pounds in 12 weeks, so it's really big, yeah? And that's the thing, it's, it's, it's you know, it's knowing what your goals are and making sure they're different they're, you know, specific to you. And, you know, don't get caught up in looking at Instagram and seeing people are doing, like, you know, getting shredded in 12 weeks. Mm. Because, you know, they started from a, a better start point, you know? Yeah, and there's so many different types of transformations in that 12 weeks you can yeah. achieve so much more than yeah, a six-pack. Because I think it's just nice to explain that it's phases because, like, we yeah. do the 12-week. That's just to make sure you you stay within 12-week phases. So you're not doing a one-month and disappearing and then coming. Yeah, Yeah. So what people, because people are like, oh, so in 12 weeks and then after 12 weeks, it's like, yeah, we're just using 12 weeks to give you phases of your training and to form foundations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something else is set up. Well, you set up something for yourself over 12 weeks, yeah? Yeah. 12 weeks is always a good... Time people always want to do things in four weeks, I yeah, know, which is yeah. insane. Eight weeks, yeah, but actually, 
Yeah, people say it's like landing a plane. You want to rush your landing, obviously. And twelve weeks is a good sort of length of time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because someone yeah. yeah who's looking for weight loss might come to you, and you know they've you know they've got some pretty serious metabolic adaptation from being on super low calories. You're probably going to have to spend twelve weeks at maintenance before you even begin thinking about going into a diet phase. Um, yeah, so I, I just, again, it's just what's sort of put out on sort of social media, and it's, you're seeing there's some pretty serious before and after pics, and it just, I think it sticks in so many people's heads that that's what's going to happen when they do your sort of 12-week program. Yeah, it's, uh, this weird... 30-day transformations, and I'm like, nope, I don't do that. Like, if, if you're... Because after that, you go back to your old habits, nothing's changed. You've lost a lot in, you know, 30 days, but you've been on low calories, you've done excessive cardio, you've done 3 million burpees probably, and it's just, I don't know, it's just uh, what some fitness professionals are selling is, is just... Uh, Pipe dreams. Yeah. I think I'd call it. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. People put a lot more attention to some things they buy and not for others. It's a bit like a lot of guys walk into a gym, enjoy a gym membership, and maybe pay for a, a personal trainer without knowing if they're any good, knowing if they're qualified. You know, but you wouldn't say go out and buy a car that you didn't yeah. have you know, give it a proper look over, mm-hmm. you know, check out that it wasn't stolen or whatever, you know, and what's more important, you know, your health should be the most important thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's a bit like people get into things about, you know, speaking to doctors and first getting blood tests or something, you know, and, and a lot of people would probably bet, do well to before we start their first 12-week program or whatever, get some blood test results. Have a look at how healthy we are to start with. Then compare it after 12 weeks. You go, well, actually, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what that camera's saying because actually at the end of the day, I'm suddenly a lot healthier on you know, in my blood work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't see people doing that, though. Yeah, we're very one-track minded. It's... Right. That, that would be great. Where are the abs? I don't see the abs. Yeah. yeah, my steps increased and I'm feeling better sleeping well, but where are the abs? It's like, it's been eight yeah, weeks. Exactly. It's been eight weeks, so I don't see. <laughs> well, I, I, I generally think people, there's a lot of people in this world who would throw away their health just to look good. Yeah. But they're not worried about being healthy, they're worried about looking good. Yeah. Because it's, it's a fine balance, so I think you can. Both health folks should always be top majority of people's priority. Absolutely. So I, was, I always, um, not that this is part of the Q and A, but I always get so many questions about sort of losing fat and building muscle at the same time. And I know you get your sort of beginning gains and everything, but what are your guys' thoughts on sort of? Recomp. Do you get many clients that you put on recomp, or do you try and tell them, look, let's focus on one thing and then the other? Like, if you want to build muscle, let's go, you know, into a surplus, spend some depends time. Where, depends on where they are. Yeah. So, I generally would try to recomp a lot of people. Purely depends what they've been doing. If they've been trying to build muscle and doing a lot, I'd probably recomp just to find where 
sort of where base sort of calories are for losing weight. Because once you, you implement the steps, you see what's going to make them lose weight, do that for a few weeks until we're linked, just to then slingshot into that rebound phase mm-hmm. and build. Because, yeah, the only problem is if you start halfway, you know, you've got sort of insulin sensitivity problems or, you know, glucose issues. Yeah, you're better off reducing them. And the only, the only ones I wouldn't do that with is someone who's on a super restrictive diet doing loads of cardio has not seen any benefit and they actually want to so mainly for women would want to look good and maybe doing cardio and eating barely anything i would put their calories up and make sure we were keeping to the the weights cut all cardio make them focus a bit on the weight training aspect and what they probably find is the muscle increases and we would have a recon phase where they look better, but are heavier and eating more. Yeah. Which is usually hard work. It's uh, it's not easy yeah, trying so to change a cardio bunny mindset or a cereal yeah. diet or mindset also. Mm. Yeah. Because there's a reality. Running as much as you want on a treadmill or run with will not make you look good. Yeah. Well, you know, your heart will be great. You'll be fit, yeah. but will you look good? No. You can be fit and overweight at the same time. Yeah. You'll really be cardio health, yet still be, you know, physically overweight. So, you know, people need to, you know, not equate cardio with being lean. Muscle, you know, having muscles being lean, once you reduce all that body fat off the top, but you need to have a muscle to start with. And, and you yeah, know, as I always explain, the more muscle you carry, more calories you'll burn naturally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, your, your aim should be to carry a little bit more lean body tissue. Yeah, because it's also bad in a way because uh, guys also think being skinny is being lean. Yeah. Where it's like what you've said, you need you need that muscle to be able to be, you know, to to actually say, I have this, this is lean tissue built over years where even if you are to go for you know, medical checkup, the doctor would be like, okay, now you're, you're healthier, but if you're still skinny and trying to get shredded, it's the same as someone just being, you know, overweight. Because your, your blood work would just also be all over the place. Yeah, and, yeah, and this is the thing, people get so focused on abs, but abs are just a product of low body fat. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make you a big muscle. And, like, you know, skinny, skinny guys with, like, pencil thin arms with abs yeah you know, i remember at school little kids having abs you know we like skinny kids yeah so it's not you know abs aren't it's just a muscle you know i always say abs are easy i always tell you this it's easy to have abs it's gonna be skinny yeah right? to have what's more impressive and i think you know back muscles or you know things that take a bit of time to build good legs yeah traps or like you know yeah. Women, I think, you know, it's more impressive for women to have, like, a developed back than abs. There's nothing particularly healthy about abs. No. It's just low body fat percentage. And for some people to get, like, really good abs, even me, my body fat has to be almost down into single Mm. figures. Yeah. Like, I lose it everywhere else first, and I've got to be almost sub-10 to even see, like, my lower abs anyway. My top abs would come through straight away, but my lower abs take to being sort of the 10% mark. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so it's not healthy for everyone to have washboard abs because, yeah, your body fat may be too low, especially for women, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cardio is so so misunderstood. Um, so badly and abused. programmed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, badly programmed, um, you know, for goals. Um, and, I mean, I think when, especially when women start out, most of us have come from a cardio background and... That's just yeah. that's just the, the sort of the way it's seen. Or you just equate weight loss with cardio. Yeah, it's the same. It's like with what is bro split to guys is cardio to girls. Yeah. All guys start on some yeah. bro split. Yeah, all yeah, that's girls the thing. Guys start on some bicep curls. <laughs> yeah. It's all great. Yeah, you know, having biceps, but if the rest of you look, it's biceps and chest. Okay, That's the thing. Good yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, I don't think women's fashion helps. You know, women's sizing of clothes and stuff yeah. <laughs> made for, you know, are made for waif bin mm-hmm. models and stuff. And women get told, you know, you should be this size, that size. You know, and the reality is, you know, every designer has his mannequin he's using that sets that standard clothes. But that thing doesn't train, doesn't, you know, can be socially accepted well not just that but yeah and I mean it's again it's the same thing like if you are a muscly woman just like if you are a really big guy it is hard to find clothes and I was just saying thank goodness for uh, exercise clothes otherwise yeah you get it you get it halfway up your leg and you're like well you know this is not wind being a guy like you know it's like cat bought me a a new coat for my birthday jacket it was an XXL. Yeah. So when you're trying to gain, you're like, oh, yeah, I've done XL. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, you can't imagine a woman celebrating that. Oh, like, yes, yeah, I'm an XL. Yeah, I'm right up in sizes. Yeah, that's the, it's the weird thing. Cause, you could not cause imagine. Because men, we celebrate, you're like, shit, I ripped my jeans. Yes. Yeah, like, I've ripped shirts before. You got so happy. Yeah. But for <laughs> girls, if they rip their jeans. That's like a crying moment. Like, my jeans don't fit. And well, Leon went to have his blood pressure the other day and it didn't fit around his bicep. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh. He was so happy. He was like, oh, that's way better. Yeah, because she, she, she kept putting it and I'm like, 
I'm smiling like, oh yes. <laughs> She's like, let me let me get the bigger one. I'm like, yep, you do that. <laughs> it's like I like that. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Well, I must say, I have I've, I've ripped two things. I wasn't I wasn't happy, but I wasn't sad. I was just I like, was happy. oh well. Well, you're happy for me. Thanks. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you are you are bulking there, so I... it's good. Uh, yeah. It is acceptable. They're my trophies now. Yep. But yep. I do think it's, it's, it is harder for women to bulk. And this is why it's a sort of societal sort of, you know, uh, pattern that's been sort of laid for women. But, and, you know, and as I said, it goes back to sort of where it was social media, but also by, just buying clothes. Yeah. You know, the fashion industry sets clothes for people that look like we should be shapeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twig thin. So it's, you know, I think it is, you know, women are told you've got, nowadays you've got to have everything. You've got to be fit. You've got to be, have a successful career. You've got to do this. You've got to do that, you know. And the reality is, you know, what makes you happy, you know. Exactly. Um, so we've got a couple of questions today. And I think let us start with how important is rep cadence? And that means tempo. Um, so, f- sort of, for example, let's take a. You might have heard of a term like a slow eccentric. That's the lowering phase, and that could be you know anywhere from one to you know six, ten seconds. And that's what that means. And yeah, it, it is really important. Um, we've talked about that before, especially when you've been training at home and you're sort of with limited weights, how you can really use that to your um, advantage. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's time under tension, which I think a lot of people don't really understand or incorporate into their training. And it's also another good way of uh, progressive overload. If you're able to do 100 kilos today with a, assuming you count and you, know, you assume it's a three, four second eccentric you can overload and progress with a five-second. Yeah, that that also builds strength. Yeah, also. and I suppose that's the thing. Yeah, when you are, say, using a piece of equipment, or you're in a gym but doesn't have a massive dumbbell selection, or there's big gaps. Yeah. One dumbbell to the next dumbbell size. The only way you can really progress, you can progress the amount of reps, but at some point you're going to just have to see how you can make it harder. And, and, you know, tempo and, and, you know, lifting cadence can, can be that way because yeah. you can slow down your reps and just make it tough so you can use a lighter weight. And, you know, then when you get on to the next weight, it'll feel a lot easier. Um, you know, I think, I you know, I'm pretty standard. Yeah, I get, you know, my um, concentric's relatively explosive and quick. I, I pause. I then bring it down slowly, you know, on the eccentric, you know, three seconds as my normal. And as I say, when I was training at home, I was doing a lot of six seconds eccentrics. Yeah. And, you know, and when I was training people at home using things around the house, I was, you know, suggesting, you know, adding time to that instead, you know, so your eccentric just gets slower and slower and you can be doing 10, 15 seconds eccentrics. You know, because yeah. it, it you've got to find which ways to make it harder. But, you know, 
it's that sort of muscle damage is what we're after, you know. The, the concentric sort of does that sort of, you know, does one portion of it, but then you, you know, you need to, on that eccentric, you want to fill your muscles with more blood and you get that sort of, you know, metabolic damage to the muscle fibres that sit, you know, the myofibrils, those sarcoplasmic effects. So, you know, rep cadence is important. It's just about finding, because nothing upsets you more than watching people lift heavy weight and do it super quick. Yep. It's all well and good for your power lift, though, because, you know, there's no, there's, you know, you want to do it as quick as you can yeah. to get over it. Because you're, you're lifting for a set competition. But if you're squatting, for instance, you know, I see guys rocking down to the bottom, bouncing out of the hole, and at the end of the day, you're your actual muscles are not getting as taxed as they could be. So they're not going to grow as well as they could do. Just slow it down, bring that weight down nice and slowly, in control, pause at the bottom for a second and lift back up. I I think it's the most um, underutilised sort of tool is the rep cadence, I think. You can do like either one, one, three, which is one up, one pause, three down, but normally it'd be two up, one pause, three or four down. Yeah. So you think about bench press. Expose out, hold, bring down slowly. Yeah, because even um, I went to the gym and we've been doing a lot of bands and we know machines. And when I was doing machines, I expected, you know, like a challenge, but I actually felt stronger. Like I was able to push more weight. And it's because We've been training with We're a doing lot months of, of very yeah, slow very eccentrics f- and iso holds. <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. And I was just loading up like the hammer strength machine at Smart Gym. And I was like, oh, okay, let's do another warm up set then. It just feels light and you keep on going. So. That's the thing. I was doing, was it 70 kg dumbbell, bent over dumbbell rows. And the reason for that is like, I built up at home using my own dumbbells, I think that's was the 60s, but I was doing the 60s like super slowly at home. Yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's it's such an that's such a good question and it is so important and if you've never utilised it, then you should. You should try. Yeah. Um, that kind of leads us, I guess, into our second question and um, let me try and read this right. We might have to uh, put it in a different order. So progress versus volume. So you go to progress and get five reps instead of eight. Do you add more reps to progress? I think I read that right. So, yeah, so there's off that it's like, you know, and this has happened to us all. I if I you know, if I'm trying to do eight to ten reps and I I'm, and then I decide this week I'm gonna add a little bit more weight to the bar. I go to lift the eight reps, I reach four. I will probably do an extra back off set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll, I'll choose the back off weight and just do an extra back off set because your muscles on the full rep hasn't really, it isn't going to add that much. You're going to get stronger and next week the aim will be either to find a middle ground between what you last lifted and that lift and the reps or try and go for six to eight again. Again, if you don't make it, add a back off set, add an extra back off set, you know? So, you know, because you want to keep a certain amount of volume in. 
your muscles do need a certain level of volume. They also need to be lifting heavy weights. And so there will be times, if you try and progressively overload, where you will not hit your rep range that you're aiming for. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, you just got to try and backfill some extra volume to, so your muscle is taxed over the time. So, yeah. Yeah. So still that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And so, you know, we, I think we talked that about it before in our sort of program design but you know you have a sort of an 8 to 12 rep range so week, week 1 you get 8 you know keep the same weight next week do 10 keep the same weight next week do 12 add more eight more weight then go back to the, the 8 reps so there's yeah there's so many ways to progressively overload I do think though and this is something I've done myself and I'm sure a lot of guys listening with them is like you say you're on a leg press you, for some reason you refuse to add a 2.5 kg yeah. weight <laughs> it's like a 5 or 10 kg increments yeah. and actually when you're already lifting heavy that, that can be a bit too much of a rise yeah. you have to then on 1.25s and 2.5 kgs yeah guys, guys don't use the 1 kilos and 2 kilos enough no it's not man yeah. enough. Yep, and I used to have yeah. that problem. <laughs> yeah, now that could be really... The thing is, on something like a bench press, mm-hmm. or a shoulder press, or something, even on a Smith machine, that could be a big jump. Yeah. Huge! You add the yeah. five to each side, yeah, you've added 10 kgs. I know. Yeah, yeah we're, we, we have that problem here. We don't have any little weights, so... Yeah, exactly. When you're at home, yeah. Then you use your uh, rep cadence. Yeah. We, <laughs> Don't jump straight to the big bands. ones. You're your bands. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, next question. Can I lose weight whilst breastfeeding? Yes, you can. Um, so just generally recommended that you, you know, maybe take at least, you know, six weeks before you even think about, you know, losing weight. You need your, your breast milk supply to come in you know, for your, your baby to be breastfeeding well um, and just just to be enjoying it rather than putting pressure on yourself to lose weight. But um, it's, yeah, you can around six weeks if you want to, you can start thinking about weight loss and it, it goes, you know, it goes the same way anyone would lose weight. You need to be in a calorie deficit, but when you are breastfeeding, you are burning extra yeah, calories. And the calorie consumption due to breastfeeding is stupid, really, from what I've read. It's, like, really high. So yeah. Well, not, I, think, I think women overestimate it. So yeah, it's, no, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think yeah. what happens is people think they should be eating so much junk and, you know, I've got to feed my baby, I've got to overeat. And actually, what you find is... It burns a lot more calories, but if you just breastfeed and eat normal, healthy meals, your weight will naturally come down based on the baby's appetite almost, more milk you produce. So you don't actually have to change your calories up. You know, you'll, you'll use your body stores. Yes, you know, you kind of adjust. Without having to focus on, I'm going to cut calories on my diet. You're better off just feeding your baby, eating a normal maintenance calorie diet based on what your current maintenance is and you will lose weight yeah. gradually you know, yeah and, and 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 as your body wants to and just yeah you know make sure that you're eating enough protein 
because that has been shown to you know keep to keep your breast milk supply um, and yeah and then and base kind of base it on you know if you're worried that your your breast milk supply is not enough you can base it on how your your baby is as well um, yeah. you know if, if they're sort of fussy or if they're hungry so yeah I think I think what you said Andy is is really sensible because yeah if if you are at your normal maintenance you will actually be in a deficit um, but if you are setting your calories you know add you know, add an extra, you know, it can be up to 400, 500, generally not more than that. Um, and then, then it's sort of trial and error. Um, and I guess that all loops back to all the pressure that women have to bounce back and to start losing weight. So I would just... What I hate seeing on social media is like, it's great and I feel super pleased with these women, but the postpartum and photos, I've lost this month, uh, six weeks since I've had my baby it's not as great at all that you've done that, but but it's not going to be the same for women. And I think some of that can put a lot of pressure on other pregnant women. For you, like they should be, Huge. you know, yeah. wait, but everyone's different. You know, how do you give birth? You know, how's your baby sleeping? Like, how much sleep are you getting? Yeah. You know, some babies are joy, some aren't, and you know, you know, postnatal depression and all these things. So I often think. It's great that you've lost all this weight postpartum, but I do feel the pressure on women to lose weight after giving birth is insane. It is, it is crazy. I mean, you have just created a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like given it. birth to it, and yeah. now you're yeah. supposed to be back at work. Yeah, back to super you know, woman. It's, it's, it's a bit it's, it's, wrong so, it's so much pressure. Um, I, I got one question. Why do you feel like failures if you can't do it? Yeah, they yeah, do. True. They it's do. a lot of pressure. Yeah, there, there it is. And, it, you know, it's they talk about the, the fourth trimester now. You know, it'll take you it's like a whole year to recover. So it's just, yeah, be gentle on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I've got one more postnatal oh, yeah. question that'll tie in. So post-baby and diastasis recti, there is some loose skin around the navel that remains. How do I go about it? And I think, you know, there's, you, you will have loose skin you know, and, you know, unless you're going for surgery, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, I will just be proud of it. Um, I mean, if it's, you know, skin is very elastic and it might just take time to go back to its original size. Um, and I know a lot of people do have surgery for it, but, uh. I, I, I don't know, you know, how much loose skin you have, so give it, you know, yeah. give it time, um, and, yeah. Reality is time. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other reality is it, it will never go back exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it will go back to a certain degree. Um, again, yeah, as you said, how, how much, you know, keep, keep that oiled up, you know, keep your skin supple and yeah. look after it. But the fact is, you know, you may, yeah, I don't know, get a shoe set of abs. <laughs> Fill that area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's a solution. Because <laughs> yeah, I think I think women just need to be kinder to each other. I think because the the pressure yeah. of getting back from like giving birth to a baby is um, it's because I remember working in hospital and when I was in the maternity ward that was. The most, um, like I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it. It was too much. Um, like I understood what goes into it, and it's, it's you 
you guys, like women especially, just be kinder to yourself after the process. It's take time, you know, enjoy the baby and don't think about, you know, I need to get back to looking like a Hollywood movie star or my favorite wow. movie star did it in three weeks after baby. So it's, they're probably having a doctor surgeries and it's, it's, they don't tell you the whole truth. Yeah, that that's what media does. So yeah, that's the only thing you read on social media. Yeah, it's a it's like the best. It's the best pictures of people's lives. It's yeah. not like reality. Totally, um, and it's a heavy process, man. But it's well, I, I think it's a heavy process. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, and I think it, like now with the rise of so many insta-fitness in, in, in women so who've yes. had babies and yeah. are, are like back in the gym within two months and they do a baby tied to their chest yeah. and a baby carrier and it maybe that works for them but it's like everyone is so different you can't compare yeah, you can't compare it's, yourself it's also the the saying that every butt is different and Again, comes yeah. down to also again genetics probably. Mm-hmm. So different people just different structures. Yeah, different heal folks. differently. You can't compare your process to some, uh, you know, celebrity who probably has seven doctors there and 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 that's like yeah. when it's a good time to maybe take a break from social media. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if if you're finding you're falling into that trap, just take a break. Um, yeah. Leon, you had a, a question? Yeah, I got one. I asked right before the podcast. Oh. Mm-hmm. It says, what is your take on going back to training in public gyms with COVID still around? Well, Andy's still alive. He's yeah. been in a... <laughs> he's, he's been, been going a... into a COVID infested gym. No, he's, been on a, he's been on a plane. He's been on a plane. He's been in the gym. He's been in the UK. I mean, that's uh, the whole of COVID. What's about gyms in the UK is they're super, super clean and they're super tidy. And, you know, everyone's cleaning equipment, there's sanitizer everywhere. It's super mint. You're probably going to yeah. get, a, you know, get something yeah. from like, what do you get in the hospitals? Those like mega. MRSA, yeah. yeah. <laughs> MRSA. That is, like, say with everything, it's that, you know, I think as long as no one's breathing on you, mm-hmm. you know, there's other places to, to get COVID from way more dangerous. And I think when you look at the rates in Kenya compared to the UK, they're even non comparable. Rates in oh, Kenya. Yeah. And most of Africa are so low that it's, it's negligible. You know, going to the gym fine. You're not asking people to sweat on you as long as they clean their benches. You clean the bench before you use it to be on the safe side. Sanitize your hands. Don't touch some weights and put your hands in your mouth. Yeah. Don't lick your weights. Don't like when you teach a three-year-old. You know, <laughs> like, don't touch things and put your hands in your mouth. Yeah, you know, as long as you're basically clean, you should be fine. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, like flu. Take flu. And, you know, COVID probably, you know, seems a little bit more harsh than flu. But the reality is, is people going, you know, when with flus and colds, people go to the gym and train sometimes. Oh, yeah.
reality is this. If you are feeling well nowadays, don't go to the gym. So just, just simple as that. <laughs> as long as people yeah. aren't sick going into gyms and are being sensible and all the equipment's cleaned, I think... And... And I think, uh, like, guys would do that with flus because currently, you know, there's loads of flu medicine. So you're thinking, yeah. I'll just take a flu gun and it's a flu. So <laughs> I think yeah. with, with COVID, it's just where there's no medicine, there's no vaccine. The, it's, it's new. So people are just much more careful in taking the measures they... Sh- should have been taking way before. Like, we, sh- we should have been doing this the whole time. Yeah. And I think this, I, I look at how clean the gyms are now. And I'm like, I why know. <laughs> like, every, even the guys, even the guys yeah, who so never they, cleaned their own benches now are like, they're clean, yep. yeah, I know. It was so gross <laughs> if you think about it before. And I mean, it's... Yeah. Still, people seem to struggle to put weights away, but at least, you know, they click. But we just yeah. need to start the rumour that COVID is spread by people who don't put their weights <laughs> away. Yeah. <laughs> they are ten times more likely to contract COVID. Yeah. But no, go, I think go to the gym, you know, be careful. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's so good for you to to be back in the gym unless you have yeah. been Yeah, you know, unless you have a home and gym and you're happy with it. Well, this is a thing. It's also down to, like, yeah, if your home gym's good enough and you'll be making progress... Mm-hmm. Do you need to go back to the gym? Probably not. If you're making progress where you are, just continue. Yeah, like when I get home, I've got no plans to go to the gym back in Kenya. Yeah. I may go occasionally, and it's not because I'm scared of COVID, it's just because yeah. I'm sort out my own thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might, you might just go to the gym like once, twice a month for fun. Yeah, I think once we have. Go kill your legs on the leg press. Once you have everything we need, I'll probably just but, go to the gym to. Say hello. Yeah, but it's socializing. <laughs> Just to socialize, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, interesting times for sure. We'll see how it all pans out with the gyms. Um, yeah, have you got any other questions, or is that no, it? Just it. Oh. This was. Uh, Leon always answers questions as he goes. Easy go, and point. I'm like, save them, no, I, save I them put, for the podcast. I put this one just an hour before. I was like. Oh. Because our last questions, guys, will reply in the DM. So I was like, oh, "Let me, let me, let me give it a break first, and um, <laughs> let, let me just give it time first. So I, I tried doing like a quick fire thing to see if guys will shoot more questions, but it didn't work. <laughs> no, well, they, those were good questions. So thanks everyone for sending those in. Um, season season three, we have some. Uh, cool topics lined up but as always if you have any burning topics that you'd like us to talk about you know how to reach us yeah, um, we, might, we, we might even yeah we should get some gym owners to see how covid is maybe do a top Paris episode on gym owners and covid yeah no there's yeah there's, there's yeah you know what could be good is get a kenyan gym owner that's what i mean yeah someone like that from shedded fitness on and we can compare what the yes. governments are doing in the two places. Mm, yeah, yeah, I like that. Because that, that would be... Any lessons from each other that you know, might be useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good we'll, one. We'll, well, we we'll shall add it to the... Add it to our list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, Andy, you're off for another feast today for your birthday. Yes, yep. I'm eating a body weight in street food. Mm-hmm. So what is UK my street food? body weight is high. You should, eat, high. should <laughs> eat double your body weight. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we want those buttons to split. Yep. What's what's the what's what's the street food like? What what exactly is it? There'll be just different things. It might be it might be some burgers, but like things like burritos, nachos, ah. bit. Um, Indonesian street food or Malaysian street food. It's like yeah, a bit of everything. The only sort of stuff that you can get at a little store. Make sure you go into a food coma. That's just just itis after that. And I'm not still on prioritised protein. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sugar. So you're left. <laughs> well, we won't want to hear anything else for your birthday. That is protein what we want first. to hear. Protein and then protein sugar. First, then my body weight and, that, that, and hopefully you won't get any amoeba. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a, a, a cheesecake place last night. And yeah, nice. I made a cat. It's cheesecake. It's too sweet for cats. So I ended up eating like a whole one and like half of another one. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was nasty. Cheesecake, <laughs> that is sweet. Cheesecake, cheesecake, cheesecake is life. <laughs> I don't like cheesecake. It's cheesecake too rich. is just too much for me. I love cheesecake. Oh, I see. Well, I hope, I hope you have a Fabulous birthday. Yep. We're going to eat cake here on your behalf. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah make the most of our last week. Let's try scale weights tomorrow. Yeah. Have a, we have an excuse. Why are you eating cake? Huh? And it's Sandy's birthday. birthday. Yep. Yeah. Birthday, yep. We say yeah, birthdays. Yeah, on, on, <laughs> <laughs> on plan. This is the new diet. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, enjoy your food. We're going to enjoy the cake and yeah. we will be back next week. Thanks, guys. All right. See you. See you next week.